Hello and welcome to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford, founder of Startup Creative, author of How to Start a Side Hustle and resident business coach, serving you straight up business advice to help you start, grow and scale the business of your dreams. Welcome back to the Startup Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Kayleen Langford. And on today's episode, we're going to bust some myths about goal setting. So have you ever found yourself in that situation where you just hate goal setting all in general and you're just like, I'm taking my goals down, this thing doesn't doesn't work and it sucks? Or you find yourself in a situation where you are setting goals and you've done all the right things and you're still not actioning them and they're not coming to fruition and it leads to procrastination and a a self-belief that like, what's the point, right? Okay. So let's jump into why this happens. And we're going to talk about some research that I've done recently into what makes people set goals and actually achieve them, apply themselves, um, carve out time, allocate resources to make their dreams and goals a reality. Okay. So research shows that in the the extent that a difficult goal is set, there is an increased performance. Therefore, achievement can be expected. So there's this research that I've read recently that was showing that if we set higher goals, then we're more likely to achieve them. People who set higher goals are more likely to increase their performance and therefore achieve the goals. But is it really that simple? Is it just like, okay, cool, I'm going to like 10 times the goals that I have on my list. You know, how can I go bigger? What can I, you know, if I just increase my goals, then, you know, I'll be better at achieving them don't think it's that simple. We're going to dive into the myth behind it. Though I also want to look at what influences the pers- somebody's personal and situational circumstances that impact why we set high goals. So why does somebody set these really big goals and therefore have achievement um, where others might, you know, set ourselves, keep ourselves a bit smaller? And how can we use this hack of setting bigger goals in an effective way, not just because the research says that if you stopped at the research that just said, set bigger goals and you'll have more achievement. It's not going to work. I'm going to tell you why. But um, we're going to dive into that and how do we kind of use the hack to set more difficult goals for ourselves in order to hack our performance, to hack our achievement. Okay. So first things first, there were four major factors that were shown as to how and why people set goals. The first one was self-perception of ability or what I've previously talked about on the podcast as self-efficacy. The second one was the need for achievement. The third one was the autonomy to set your own goals. And the fourth one was goal orientation. So the way in which you set goals and your motivation behind them. We'll dive into each of these. Okay. So First one, self-perception of ability. 
we self-perception of ability is that you believe that you've got what it takes to make this goal a reality. Okay. So you have what we call self-efficacy. It's a belief. It's a, it's a uh, understanding. It's a motivation in knowing that I've got the skills or I can find the skills to make this dream a reality. So the interesting thing that was found in the research is that, and this is what I think is a common uh, myth that we often believe, is that I don't have what it takes. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough resources. I don't have enough time one day. And they're all sense of a ability, a belief in one's ability to do it, right? But ability alone did not significantly increase one's uh, goal setting and one's achievement levels, which is pretty interesting, right? So if, myth number one, ability is not what it, it really takes. It, it, it plays an impact and it's there, but it's not at the top, okay? Your self-efficacy, your belief in yourself is a way more uh, potent indicator as to whether you're going to set goals and achieve them, Okay. So ability did not rank as high as one's self-efficacy. So your self-efficacy reflects an individual's perceived ability and motivation to allocate their efforts towards achieving a goal. Therefore, it is not that you're not good enough, that you don't have enough time or resources, or that you lack the ability. It's that you lack the belief in yourself that you can do this and that you are probably worthy of it and that you've got a skill set that can be learnt or that you can um, grow from or that you can, yeah, improve along the way, that it's malleable. And we'll get into that a little bit further about how to increase your self-efficacy and some other things that play into that. Um, but myth number one is it is not ability alone and it's not your lack of uh, resources and time because when you have an increased self-efficacy, then it also shows an increase in motivation but also an increase in allocating time, effort, resources to achieving the goal. So your self-efficacy, your belief in yourself actually motivates you. It triggers motivation to allocate what you need to achieve the goal. And this is what I see a lot with coaching clients is that it's not necessarily that you've got anything different to anyone else who I've worked with or myself who is, who, who might have achieved goals. It's that you might not be allocating the time and the effort and the resources and your learning capacities to what it takes to achieve a goal because it's a self-sabotage of I don't believe that I can do it and I'm in fear of failure or fear of judgment um, or uh, fear of not being good enough and, and, not and it not working out. So myth number one, the ability does not, is not the number one indicator to achievement. Self-efficacy is your belief in yourself, which will motivate you to then allocate time and resources. Okay. Number two was the need for achievement. So according to Wikipedia, a need for achievement is an individual's desire for significant accomplishment and mastery of skills. 
an intense, prolonged and repeated effort to accomplish something difficult. It is to work with singleness of purpose towards a high and distant goal. So a need for achievement was the second indicator as to why people set high goals and therefore have achievement. And this really boils down to what motivates you. The ability to work with purpose towards a high and distant goal for me is what is your motive? What is your motivation? And we've probably heard it before, but what is your why? Why do you want this goal? And I think this is where it brings us to our second myth, which is that goals alone won't cut it. And I've caught myself in this situation before as well, where you catch yourself just writing out goals and putting them on the wall and not really checking in as to why am I why am I trying to achieve that? What is the purpose for it? Is it that I want it? Is it because I wanted it a while ago and I haven't done it, so I have to keep going because I haven't done it yet? Or is it because I saw somebody else do it and maybe now I should do it? What is the goal alone uh, is is not going to uh, set you uh, to help you motivate to achieve it. Okay, so if we set our goals, and then our goals, you know, higher goals motivate higher achievement and therefore performance and outcomes. Um, it means that the goal has to have a meaning. It has to have a motive, a purpose, and a why. So myth number two: goals alone won't cut it. They need a meaning, a purpose, and a strong sense of why you're doing it, which means you can't just cut copy somebody else's goals. Or you need to constantly be checking in as to why do I want to run my own business? Why do I want to, you know, achieve this thing? Why do I, what is the purpose behind it? So um, the need for achievement is driven by a purpose, a motivation, a why. Okay, number three is the autonomy to set your own goals. This was really interesting to me. And this was the where we look at um, why we, the autonomy to set our own goals is that back to similarly to um, the need for achievement is that copying other people's goals um, and setting them for yourself is or being goals being set for you does not increase uh, performance or achievement. Okay. So you've probably heard it before. You can probably relate to it in a workplace environment or, you know, even I sometimes catch myself with coaching clients where I can be like, okay, here's what we think we should do. And, you know, this is where we're going. And they will often be, you know, this, I'm constantly checking in and being like, is this what you want? Is this feel right to you? Is this, is this, you know, how you want to build your business? And is this, you know, the timeline you want to move to? Because how I would do it might be different to my coaching clients. But if, so it needs to be goals and the timeline has to be driven by the client. And that's where people can go into, you know, workshops or in workplaces 
or, you know, watching too much content online about how to, you know, what you should be achieving and what, you know, what you need to have in place and, and kind of systematic things can be detrimental to our ability to be motivated to achieve our goal because they're not ours. We're following too many outside you know, inputs and advice as to what we should be doing and what goals should we be striving for. And we also can, you know, go deeper into that, into are we doing it to prove something to our parents or, you know, to a, a version of ourselves that you know, is, is past and we're trying to, you know, prove something that we're lovable through our goals. It's a whole nother episode there. Um, but the ability to set your own goals and to have autonomy means that you're more likely to set higher goals therefore be motivated to allocate time, resources, energy, effort to achieving those goals, which will lead to an increase in performance and an increase in achievement and outcomes. Okay, that's the autonomy. And number four, so myth there was copying other people's goals or taking goals from outside of you is not going to cut it. Okay. Myth number four or uh, factor number four that was shown to as to how and why people set effective goals is that um, our goal orientation, so how our kind of, you know, motivation is to, you know, deep, and this is kind of deeper down and can be a bit confronting for some people, but the question about the your style of goal orientation. So the research um, showed two styles of goal orientation, two types. There is one that a learning goal. So somebody who sets goals from a learning perspective because they want they have a desire to increase one's task or competence or a performance goal orientation, which is the desire to do well, to be positively evaluated by others. That one's pretty interesting and can be a little bit hard for some of us to hear. So the person that has a learning style, so the desire to, t- to complete tasks to increase one's competence, showed a higher self-efficacy, so this higher belief that they had control over their abilities um, to do what it takes to achieve a goal. So this meant that they were better at taking feedback. They could encounter setbacks and still come back and try again. They took it less personally and they allowed themselves to make mistakes because they felt in control of their efforts. They could take the feedback and they could adjust their skill set because they believed it was malleable and then they were able to re-attempt and retry. And if you know anything about goal setting, you don't even need research to show this. It's the ability to get back up and keep trying that is really what it takes to make dreams and goals a reality. And so somebody who was able to set goals from a learning style of goal orientation was more likely to keep attempting and therefore more likely to have self-efficacy, so belief in their self. They grew on their skill set, they took feedback, and then they were able to, um, were shown to have um, higher self-set goals and also um, more likely to be motivated to apply themselves and therefore have achievement. On the other hand, 
the performance person, if you think about this from a really, you know, basic analogy, if I'm in a learning situation, you're a little bit more humble, you're a little bit more soft and you're a little bit like, you know, I'm just, I'm learning to do this and it's a little bit more exciting and, you know, you're less kind of uptight and and performance, right? So if I'm in a learning situation, I'm in a classroom and I'm absorbing and I'm, you know, a bit clunky and I'm asking dumb questions, Versus if I'm performing and I'm on stage and I'm walking out, there's an expectation that I have to get it right, that I can't, you know, I can't stuff up, that I I can't fail and I've got to perform and make it perfect for everyone and, and myself, right? And in a performance world, um, we're more working towards perfection. And the person who sets a performance style goal orientation has a performance style goal orientation um, uh, is more critical. Their fear, they have a fear of attempting because it could lead to failure. And for somebody who's performing, failure is their biggest fear, right? Of of getting it wrong and getting bad feedback. So. Um, what we can do is to start moving towards a learning style of goal setting, okay, doing it for you. So the myth that I want to bust here is that when you're striving for likes, follows, increased reach, keeping up with other people's business models or external validation, it is not conducive to effective goal setting and achievement. So if you are striving for a performance-based goal that is externally motivated, research shows you are not going to increase your ability to stay motivated, to apply yourself and to keep going until you achieve your goal. So working towards a learning style um, and a desire to to do it for you, to increase your competence um, and to grow as a person coming back to your why and your purpose and your mo- motivation and doing it for that rather than which is an internal motivation. Um, so myth number four is striving for the external likes, follows, reach, keeping up appearances, external validation is not going to cut it with your goal setting and be conducive to keeping you motivated. Okay, so those are the myths that we've busted. What does it really take to set high goals that will help to trigger high achievement? Well, you've probably heard me say it before, but the number one thing was self-efficacy. Someone who has language like, I feel confident in my ability to start a podcast, start a business, launch a magazine, be an expert. And I'm sure I can. There, That's the kind of language, someone who believes in themselves. I'm sure I can figure it out. I'm sure I can learn that skill set. I'm sure that if I just start, then I can find a way to make this business viable. You might also use the word yet. I haven't quite figured it out yet, but I'm sure I can, you know. And this person, they keep trying. They're okay with failure. They're internally motivated. They're doing it for themselves. They have a strong why. They feel in control over their time, their ability, and their resources. They they operate from a place of autonomy. 
not of a victim of their circumstances, but they believe they have what it takes and that their skills are malleable, which means that they can grow, they can evolve, they can um, edit and upgrade and, and improve on their skills in order to apply themselves to the goal that they're wanting to achieve. So in order to have higher goals, set higher goals for yourself and therefore increase your performance and achievement, you start with yourself. It beats your self-efficacy outranked your ability, somebody's ability, somebody's need for achievement or somebody's um, goal orientation. Okay, so all of these other things that do come into it, self-efficacy and the belief in yourself. So how do you do it? How do you increase your self-efficacy? Number one, choose your goals. Have autonomy. What is it that you want? Number two, connect with your why. Why do you want it? What is your purpose? What is your motivation? That's your need for achievement. Number three, do it for you and not external validation. What is your goal orientation and how do you um, do this for a learning style? So what is it that you want um, and why is it lighting you up? How is it making your life better? What legacy are you leaving? What are you learning? And number four, increase your self-perception, your self-efficacy, which will trigger an increase in motivation and therefore performance. It will help you to set higher goals and the higher goals in your locus of control, not other people's. I'm not just saying go and send these, set these goals that are going to help, you know, um, that are on matching to somebody else's or you just like add, you know, 10 steps higher than what you currently have. But what is your locus of control? What are the goals that are um, for yourself and your autonomy, that will then increase your ability to apply yourself to those goals and therefore um, trigger higher achievement and your chances of achieving those goals, okay? And then I just want to leave you with a few tips on how to increase that self-efficacy, okay? It's the number one key to setting and achieving goals. So how do you improve it so that you can improve your performance? There's actually a podcast um, that I did on the 21st of February, which is how to improve your quality of your performance, which is way more detail for self-efficacy. And also the Dr. Marion Piper podcast, plus her work in general, is all about how to increase your self-efficacy and sense of self but just a few a few quick hacks on that to send you off with so that you can start today is to evaluate your past performance, how to improve your self-efficacy. I'm going to give you four quick tips. Your past performance as evidence. So finding your past places in your life where you have achieved a goal, where you've applied yourself to do something and you've achieved it. It could be baking a cake. It could be riding a bike. It could be having a hard conversation. It doesn't necessarily have to be starting a podcast if you've not done that before. Um, or it, yeah, it's find, find evidence of your past performance to increase your um, sense of self that you do have what it takes. 
Teachers, mentors, and coaches is our second tip here. They can offer feedback, motivation, and outside perspective. The research shows that a mentor or a coach will help decrease your, increase your self-efficacy. A lot of our self-efficacy happens inside of our heads. So an outside perspective and somebody who's gone before you, who's got evidence to show you um, that it's possible, more likely to increase your sense of self. The third one is your mental state. So your self-care, your inner voice, being kind to yourself, you know, taking breaks, um, re-evaluating your goals to make sure they're yours and not somebody else's and taking, yeah, that self-care routine, whether it's a morning routine, um, you know, looking after your body um, and, and your inner voice. What are the voices that you're telling yourself? Are you saying, I believe in my ability, I can do this, I can figure it out? And the fourth one is role models. Look for people who have paved the way. It is proven to increase your sense of self that you can be- that you believe then that it can be done. So finding role models, listening to um, books or podcasts or stories or being in the room with mentors or talks or you know hiring somebody who's gone before you, um, it all increases your ability to set your goals. And uh, from a place of high self-efficacy, which will mean that you're more likely to apply yourself to achieving those goals. Okay, guys, I hope that you got something out of this. Goal setting doesn't need to be a dirty word. I hope it busts some myths. Bring it back to you. Stay out of the noise of what other people are doing and saying and what they, you know, are imposing on you. Bring it back to you, your autonomy, your purpose, your why, and spend time building your sense of self-belief. I promise you it is going to be the number one key ingredient to setting and achieving goals that will help you to design more of the life that you want to live with yourself, your family, your business. Have a great day, everybody. Mm -hmm.